referenced our idea library so if any of our listeners have any ideas please let us know because we do add them to a document and consider them and drum roll please thank you um we have chosen to do a little bit of a dive on stacy abrams yeah really excited about this she's a politician that caught my eye within the last four years or so has become a more popular name. It has, it was actually kind of interesting to see like people I run into um, as we're having conversations about politics. For me, she's a pretty easy one to pick out as like an example Mm -hmm. um, or just comes to mind really quickly for me and then see other people and some people are really familiar and give me even more details than I have as a person who's very interested in her or others who haven't heard of her. And I was like, oh, wow, well, there was a really big current event that happened that you should recognize her name with or could. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm excited that we get to talk more about this because I'm thinking our listeners might be anywhere on that spectrum. And she definitely deserves the notoriety. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And you're leading this uh, conversation, Mackenzie. And so honestly, I've heard her name in the news and I know what she looks like and I know kind of who she is. So I don't know her backstory. So I'm excited for you to take me through her life and what she's done and what really matters to her. Well, Katie, I will say this. There are approximately two crossover moments. One is the very beginning of her life. And the other is, I think, foreshadowing for the future of your life. So I think you and Stacey Abrams actually have have parallel stories that are going to come out. I think we should be friends. <laughs> okay, tell me more. Yes. So just to give a brief introduction, she is a politician, lawyer, voting rights activist, and author. She is 47 years old. So that's considered earlier in her political career. Um, and how folks might recognize her is that she spent 10 years in the Georgia House of Representatives, some as the minority leader. And then in 2018, she was the first African-American female majority party governor nominee um, (laughs) in the United States. Um, And in a questionable election results she narrowly lost to brian kep who was running for governor while state of secretary of state so there's already questions about how you count votes and your secretary of state and there were Mm. interesting policies and georgia's the south still and there's (laughs) just like a lot of things to that um and just so many things that were so, so valid about it and a valid about questioning the election. And she did contest the results and then she did choose to concede instead of doing a drawn out legal battle to 
just put everybody out of pain. And that's actually just um, like best practice in politics is when you see you're going to lose your election and it seems like that's what's best for everybody. Like, um, I don't think I realized that, but presidential elections after it's quite, quite official that one person has won and the other person has not won. Um, it's very common to concede so that there's no question. Right. And that person can commence forward without having to do any recounts or, you know, some of these other extensive efforts that could be taking place. And, um, I mean, if everybody recalls, Donald Trump did not choose that route in, (laughs) in the best practices rule book of politics wait just, wait you're telling me donald trump did not choose a best practice I, flabbergasted i oh. know i know believe it or not believe it or not Never would have guessed. so <laughs> um however following these results of this election she founded the fair fight action which is an organization to address voter suppression so she did help leverage this moment and these facts and try to move them forward into greater solutions, um, which I really admire about her. Um, She is credited with increased voter turnout in Georgia that turned the state blue for Joe Biden. Yeah, she is. In the most recent presidential election and in Georgia's 2020 and 2021 US Senate election and special election, Democrats gained control over the Senate, and that is due to increased voter turnout. So um, big hats off to her for that. And just as we're, you know, introing her where you might have heard her in the news recently, these sorts of things, there have been whispers that she will be running for president in the near future. So (laughs) she speaks all across the country often. I really, once you hear her name and you keep and you're out for it, you'll, or die out for it, like, you'll see her in headlines often giving feedback, um, or leading different charges on important efforts happening, so these are all great and wonderful things. Because this episode is an honor to her, an honor to her career, I felt like I did need to do a quick gist on voter suppression. Please do it's important and for people who are less familiar I'm not gonna we really should do an episode that's pretty comprehensive about voter suppression and it would be super interesting to bring in uh Carrie Chapman Cat and some other uh Susan B. Anthony um oh. but yeah yeah and representation and feminism and yeah yeah there's a lot there there's a lot there in the future in the future but for this time we will just do a very brief overview so voter suppression in the united states concerns various legal and illegal efforts to prevent eligible eligible voters from exercising their right to vote where found such voter suppression efforts vary by state local government precinct and election so uh it's so interesting because uh, for those who have like watched Scandal, 
there was <laughs> in this yep. fictional world and this fictional thing you there are. was like a corrupt election and it was like a very small specific precinct in a rural state that nobody thinks much of that like changed the outcome of the whole presental thing and technically like fact-checking that that's correct that that you know like that could happen or like just the way votes are counted and people are represented in our system because it's not an exact thing um just I, I think that was like a really good note that like we think of it in regards to like the presidential election but it takes really informed and thoughtful leaders at the county level and at the city level counting votes for all these different types of elections and so there's just everybody can have a starting point to be doing really important things in yeah. elections yeah and I mean so. elections are coming up if they haven't already happened for our listeners at the time of this podcast episode being released so go check your state out vote vote absentee if you need to but just just vote because it is it is important and um, we can think, you know, n- my voice doesn't count or whatever, but because Stacey Abrams you know, worked to get voters to turn out, it literally changed an entire state. Uh, it flipped it from red to blue. And that is huge. Um, I don't care. I do care, but I don't care who you vote for but make sure your voice is heard do a little bit of research it's not that hard there's some websites that are just super super easy to you know see all the stats and figures on the people that you're interested in um or the precinct that you're in and it is an excellent thing to do if you can and if you have the time um yeah yeah well if you're like just trying to like Mackenzie, I'm not getting what you're meaning by this kind of drawn out explanation. Like, for example, voter rights bills. Like, if you're looking to expand voter rights, a bill would be that election days become national, like a holiday that's required to allow workers off from work, similar to Christmas. Um, Mackenzie. And what are yeah. some other ways that um, people are blocked from or unable to vote? Why, why, why? Can you explain a little bit more? About how people aren't able to vote? Yes. Oh, I mean, let me count the ways. The example I was going to use, just oh, to sorry. give one simple example, is uh, different voter ID laws that you have to bring certain forms of identification with you to the polling site on the day of, because people are worried that people who are not residents of this country or have certain citizenship rights are trying to vote and change our election, and that is not the case. And in fact, uh, or there is not research that has justified the amount of effort that has been put into trying to deter this thing from happening and um there are people many people who don't have those forms of identification um, available to them for example people who are unhoused that might have lost it throughout the process of um going through shelters and other places to stay might have lost it at different points and they have just the same right to show up and vote on the day of 
than anybody else. And here's a lot of a lot of different backstories that might be a part of that. But yeah, voter ID laws are a huge thing um, that's being pushed more recently. So um, take every bill for what they look like, but just to give like a big perspective on um, what these would look like is according to the Brennan Center for Justice as of March 21st, 2021, more than 361 bills that would restrict voting access have been introduced in 47 states. So more likely than not, there has been a measure considered in your state that would exclude folks who are in your community and that are in your state from being able to vote. Um, mm -hmm. So for all of us to be aware of that and contact our representatives to let them know how we feel about that and other ways to bring attention and awareness to that. Mm -hmm. And while you're on the topic, look up gerrymandering if you're not familiar. And then those two things together hopefully will make you really, really mad no matter what side or in the middle of the aisle you are. So everyone's favorite topic, redistricting. Yay. So, wow. <laughs> Oh boy. So anyways, didn't want to spend too long on that. Hopefully Katie and I revisit that topic um, in the future. I mean, I think a lot of people know about 1920 and that's when women were able to vote in theory legally, but there are many, many other people and women of color that did not gain that right until much, much later and continue to be discriminated against. So mm -hmm. we always like to presence that. So we'll circle back to Stacey Abrams and her life. And Katie, here is where a similarity begins. Stacey Abrams was born in Madison, Wisconsin. Me too. She's the best of the best. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. She was yeah. then raised in Gulfport, Mississippi, and then Atlanta, Georgia, when her parents moved there to pursue higher education as Methodist ministers. All right. Which is another similarity because Katie's dad is a faith leader. He is. He is. He is. Um, I, I always love reading about folks early life and I think the really cool interesting about thing about Stacy is that hers feels really straightforward that this is what she was always meant to do that this has continuously been her passion for year after year and she's only demonstrated excellence in pursuing that um I don't know if she would describe it as being as straightforward yeah. as it seems um I love when it feels like like, or if, even when I reflect on my own journey, things that I thought were just kind of unique, weird things, circumstantial things, five years later, 10 years later, and I go, oh, wow, like that, that was so me. That was a me thing to, like, that informed this. And that was a 10-year gap. Wow, yeah. I could have never known that because of that, I would be doing this. Or while I'm doing this, I would need to draw on that. So I am so <laughs> me. I was so me in that moment. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> I love it. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's Katie's harassing me and I feel 
a little victimized. Does it kind so. of cyberbullying since we're on Zoom? <gasps> I think it is. Oh my gosh, we should do cyberbully as another topic. I don't know why I'm oh in the gosh. mood to just like brainstorm, but and we can talk about um, Emily Osment and Instagram and all that. <laughs> oh, I meant like the movie Cyberbully that has Emily oh. Osment. <laughs> Both. Oh. We could do both. It was kind of it's a movie that was a good thought. I don't know. If <laughs> a little worse in execution. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Very fair. Okay, back to topic. Tell me about Stacy's. Um... Stacy. So while she was in high school, she was hired as a typist for a congressional campaign. And at age 17, she was hired as a speechwriter based on the edits she made while typing. And she also graduated as valedictorian of her high school. She then went on to earn a Bachelor of Arts uh, degree in interdisciplinary studies. I thought that was like explorational studies. I thought she did not claim a single thing that she wanted to do. And I was proud of her for that. That's not what that means. She has a degree in political science, economics, and social sociology. So she just like went above and beyond, which I appreciate. But I was really excited when I thought she didn't want to claim a certain expertise and she graduated from Spelman College which is a historically black college uh, with honors while in college she worked in the youth services department of the office of Atlanta mayor Maynard Jackson and she later interned for the EPA um As a freshman in college, uh, she took part in a protest on the steps of the Georgia Capitol during which she joined in burning the state flag. At the time, Georgia's state flag incorporated the Confederate flag, which had been added to the state flag in 1956 as a part of the anti-civil rights movement action. Um, So anyways, I thought that was like, interesting note that was included and then I wanted to I I thought about not including it and then I was like you know what just again presencing southern races I mean racism everywhere but also the blatant racism unique yeah (laughs) for sure that's not funny at all I'm just flabbergasted by it just absolutely (laughs) continues to amaze me Um, she went on to earn a Master of Public Affairs degree from the University of Texas, Austin in 1998, and then she earned a Juris Doctor from Yale Law School in 1999. So she just did above and beyond educational pursuit back to back. So incredible. Wow, Absolutely amazing. incredible. And I would like to present that these this time frame when she's going from going into college, that sort of thing. That is the time frame in which Katie and I were born. So I it's just interesting because I'm I've heard people say about politicians around her age, like, oh my gosh, they're so young, they're still learning things about the world, about systems, and I like. I'm always hesitant to say that was literally the year I was born. Like, right? Just (laughs) it's sad that she's still considered young blood a little bit. Right. She could retire in ten years in any other profession, but she's probably going to be working for fifteen, twenty. 
And so with her law degree, she works as a tax attorney with a focus on tax exempt organizations, healthcare and public finance. She is a serial entrepreneur and small business owner. She has founded, co-founded this, that, and the other thing. It's incredible. Um, a lot of different type of organizations that do a lot of different work. So um, it's great to see her apply her knowledge in a variety of different ways. And it's kind of just a good reminder about pursuing your passion directly. Yeah. Right. Enthusiastically. Persistently. 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 Um, in 2002, at age 29, Abrams was appointed as deputy city attorney for the city of Atlanta. And here we are looking back to the beginning of her political career, which we talked about at the beginning of the episode. So one more thing to mention, and this is the twin pillar of what I was telling saying that there are parallels. Um, she was born in Madison, Wisconsin, like Katie. And Katie, this is where I think you're heading in the future after reading her story, <laughs> is outside of politics, Abrams has found success as a fiction writer. Until 2021, she published her works under her pen name, Selena Montgomery. Interesting. And she has a variety of work. In addition to her um, fiction writing, she also has published two nonfiction books too, which are about politics and are under her political name. Mm. But yeah. just, just when you think she already did it all and then she adds one more element to the mix. Yeah, I'm just gonna write some books <laughs> while I'm dedicating my life to civil service. <laughs> Selena Montgomery, huh? I'm gonna look her up. Is this you telling me that I should write a book? Selena Montgomery, aka Stacey Abrams books are spicy. Ooh. They are Duff's romance novels. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love that. The first one is named Reckless. The second one, Deception. Reckless. Can I just read you like the um like Yeah, quick. you gotta let me get comfortable first though. Okay. Just because I I love beer in hand. Beer in hand. Make I love romance and I love when you like because it's like kind of breaking a wall when you see people's artwork and this is her artwork and she's cho chosen to write romance and it's so cool. Um okay, Cal Jameson has the life she's always dreamed about. A partner at a her. a partner at a prestigious Atlanta law firm that represents like her famous if guilty clients she's far from her days as a lonely orphan in rural georgia but one frantic phone call will bring her back to the place she spent years trying to escape the head of her childhood orphanage has been accused of a murder and kel is her only hope for freedom from the first moment kel meets sheriff luke calder tempers flare luke is a stickler for law and order and while he finds kel compelling unfortunately she represents his prime suspect forced to work together they dig deeper into the town scandals to uncover the truth but kel has a secret of her own da, da, da. i love that are we reading this should we do a should we do Stacey Abrams book club? Stacey Abrams book club. I'm here for entire year of her. Sounds it great. would make it so much better when she's elected president. 
just to be like really romance novels that we know her brain and her finger (laughs) I love it there's 10 of them plus her two nonfiction books so actually that's an entire calendar year of book club yeah yeah I, I just like oh my gosh that's it's so cool Helpless. I do, I do, I do, I do. Okay. Sorry. I obviously you mentioned that um she and I would be compatible friends. Um, or maybe I'm just reading into it. So I got distracted. Um you actually kept us perfectly on topic. You just did a technically a quote from her is the promotion of her book, and that you know me, I love hearing directly from who I would like to be exactly like. I am so mad at myself though, because I know for sure I have two Stacey Abrams quotes. I have this like cute little weird horse on my desk at work and it has like little note, like square notes in it. And when I come across quotes, I really like and newsletters I read and whatnot, I put them kind of artistically onto a note and I put it in the little horse holder thing and (laughs) I just wish everybody could see you like your hands as you talk because you're such a hand talker like I put it into the horse holder like have one hand up and you're like your fingers are the sticky note and you're putting it down in the air so aggressively (laughs) I'll send you a video of me doing it so you can know you can see it (laughs) I'll do a video of me trying to explain it with my hands I'll send the video of me actually doing it and we'll see how well I interpreted myself. Wait, did I hear a real idea for our Instagram account? Real or hashtag content. Instagram versus reality. Dab for dabbing now. Oh, I have two quotes from her that I know I absolutely am in love with and I reference often I could give you like the general gist of what she said but I'm I kind of a stickler that quotes should be 100% what somebody said yep. and I don't have it so because it's at work and I'm at home right now so I did find three other quotes that are incredible and I think very representative of her but we will we'll add the other quotes to the gram that hit me as they were being said or brought up in an article or whatever So, from the words of the queen herself, when you're focused on your enemy, then you are ignoring your allies. Mm. Just saying it's a really great reminder for for all of us about like where our focus should be. Yeah. Like most who are underestimated, I have learned to overperform and find soft but key ways to take credit. Because ultimately, leadership and power require the confidence to effectively wield both. Oh, wow. And lastly, I want to leave us on like an inspirational note. Invention, discovery, and empires are built of chances taken with high degrees of failure. Hmm. I love it. That's amazing. Uh, She's absolutely right. So those are just really good reminders. I look at her story and she's really great about 
she's a leader who has so much empathy and you can feel it when she speaks and you can see Mm -hmm. it in her work and that speaks as loud of any words she says which are also very powerful so oh amazing (laughs) and that's my that's my quick of it my quick of Stacey Abrams thank you thank you for um telling us about this politician who is doing so much to involve the people that she represents in her politics and um doing some really good work this is exciting we will continue to post her on our socials for the podcast and personally probably as much as possible because she's incredible so keep an eye out because this is definitely this is likely not the first time you've heard of her and it definitely won't be the last so yay yay all right katie we will wrap up with a wine about it and sweet as wine and i will start with you ah, okay um my wine about it isn't as much a wine about it as it's just like a wah, wah. Josh is gone on the weekends to do weddings because that's his job and I love it for him but I'm sad for me because I'm bored but I get a lot done which is my sweetest wine because I've done a lot that I wouldn't do if I could be easily distracted which I am Um, yesterday I cut up an apple stood next to Luther, staring at him, talked to him for a little bit while I was eating my apple and feeding him the second half of the piece I had. And and it was like at least five minutes of just doing this. And I was like, well, I think I need some human interaction. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. I miss Josh when he's gone too. Right. Yeah. Well, he's, he's an important person in my life, but um, sweet as wine. I've been productive um, professionally. I have one more big event for the fall, and I feel like it's going really well um, in the planning processes, and um, we just have a couple more decisions to make, and then most of my time will be designing and just making sure we have things um, ready to go on the day of or that week. And so I'm very excited about that. And I'm excited because I hopefully should be moving into my office um, at the end of next week or the following week. So. You with four walls and a door? Who is she? Right? I will have my own space where I can spray for bugs and, you know, not have to go to a conference room when I want to be on a phone call. The, the mo- I ask for the most, really. No, I'm, it hasn't been that bad. Um, but it's just been kind of ridiculous. And that's the frustrating part. But... Um, That'll be a good present right as we're getting ready for this conference. And um, I told- I'm jealous of the conference. I was trying to think of any way I could come, but I, there's no way. 
there's no family owned aspect of the business you work for? There kind of is, but it wouldn't be me who would attend to represent that. <laughs> well, damn it. I know. Next time. Well, you could start working on the Culver's because we're inviting some Culver's franchise. Please. I've actually been given a really important mission for Culver's. Apparently, they have stopped their sweet Asian sauce or some version of a, oh, their Polynesian sauce. They no longer have. I don't know why. And uh, my friend Kate, who is Filipino, said that that is a hate crime against Asians. And she would like to lobby that they return the sauce to its right oh, place in, in the organization. Like so was the only person who liked it. <laughs> and she's not picky she was like well if they can't return it to all stores like maybe the ideal circumstance would be just hopefully they have like a lot in a warehouse that they'd be willing to like give her a shipping subscription that every month a new box of just right. Polynesian sauce shows up <laughs> people say when when is this warehouse going to be clear and they're like in two years when we're done sending this a random girl in Minnesota some uh <laughs> some of the sauce she threatened to have us canceled online and we don't know for sure she would be able to do that but we haven't been proven she wouldn't be able to do that it's true (laughs) oh amazing yes uh the for everyone listening the founder of culver's craig culver is speaking at our conference so that's some clout that's kind of fun to share yeah um katie read wrote a really great press release about it Thank you. Mackenzie helped me distribute it. So <laughs> look at us being professional collaborators. Yeah, you should read our emails back and forth. Katie was so trying, so official, <laughs> like mentioning how official she was as she was being official. And that's <laughs> how you know it's natural. <laughs> I just had to, you got, you got to talk about the elephant in the room, right? When we talk on this podcast, it's definitely not like, hello. Colleague, Colleague. <laughs> hello, friend. Will you please distribute this press release among your constituents? And then she's like, I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and here's another email that you can email. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> please keep it in mind for future use. <laughs> I love it. To be clear, it wasn't because I didn't want to help Katie. I did help her, but I was yeah. leaving my position. So I wanted her to be able to reach the real person in the future. Um, actually, she said, in the future, don't email me about work things. <laughs> Only personal. Only personal. I'm going to email. Oh, my gosh. I wonder how long your old work email is going to go through. They leave it up, but I just, it's just not me checking it. So you could email it as much as you want. You will never reach me. That's kind of what I'm wondering. What should I email? Scandalous things. Yeah. (laughs) You should talk me up. You should make it sound like I was really up to some like life-changing projects. Mackenzie was the best person at your organization. What happened? (laughs) No, I've been talking up my organized my previous organization to people who might be considering the position that they have yeah. open in communications. I was like, 
there's so much promise. You can do so much more there than is. I ever could. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know did, about that. Could. I'm sure you set a very high bar because you just do that. You're very competent and excel and everything. So. Wow, this is fluff hour. I'm going to come here every week. <laughs> just for that. Just for this. Not to hear me babble. <laughs> mostly to hear you babble that's my favorite part (laughs) I would be in a 24-7 podcast with you if I could Katie I don't know what's going on and we're both Brady today that's the other thing I'm just noticing during our personal chat time I was uh it's raining right now and so I was out with Luther and my raincoat and I had you hear him Mm mm-hmm Luther, what you doing? He's barking. The dogs do that sometimes, I hear. I don't know. Some more than others. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I had a big clip on and that didn't, was not compatible with my raincoat. So I get that. So with that sidebar, because I'm a mess, um, will you tell me your lines today? my wines I love that that makes me really happy actually my I'm gonna start with sweetest wine because I'm feeling that a little bit more and then I'm gonna have to kind of search dig deep into my hate fire to figure out what my wine about it is you don't have Um, have a wine about it if you don't have a wine I like balance it's gonna bother me my OCD it's gonna bother that I think one but not the other the the scales they have to be life's just like that um my sweetest wine is that I had a great weekend and specifically a great day today I spent time with my little through big brothers big sisters she's about 15 years old and she's had her first more significant boyfriend lately like they've been together for five years or five years for five months I was gonna be like excuse me they've been together for five months and he joined us today so that was kind of a unique thing and so I made lunch or we together collectively made lunch we cut up some potatoes for the oven Mm -hmm. and made brussels sprouts and quesadillas because that's what we came up with as a collection of food items thank you thank you and that was really good and then we sat down and watched Coraline as our spooky season movie watch situation and it was good so it was just fun to spend time together and not just gonna be there together you know like it, it I'm reminded with my time with her and through this program is that like how much it just means to be there like it Hmm. nothing you don't have to be like a superhero (laughs) to like make a difference in a person's life and these it was so fun I felt I felt like such a parent today because I had the two 15 year olds with me in the car or he's 16 and like immediately we're talking about a conflict she was having with a friend or like Mm -hmm. a conflict a friend was having and she was near and he's like speaking up about it and it just kind of reminded me like how my friends and I were with my mom like we'd be in her car and we would talk about real life things with ourselves and just immediately he 
spoke up and was like kind of trusting me with like his information and perspective and it was really sweet like, it was just really nice to Aww. have earned respect with these you did kidderonies they were fun so it, it was is good to spend time together it is telling when you can break that wall between children like children and like you're in and you know you're in and I should know I'm in because she and I have had it's we're going coming up on two years and we have like seen through a pandemic together all of these things oh god is it is it three it's she's 15 but she's turning 16 it might be three years it can't possibly be yeah no I'm giving no it's two years it's two years okay that's a long time it is still a long time um and you know when I first started I was like I'm young like I'm fun like I'm still I'm like barely not a college student yeah (laughs) and then um like I still kind of felt that but more often than not I kind of feel like a mom who's like just wants her to be careful and safe and make sure she has everything she needs Aww. and like be really supportive and yeah. so it's fun because I'm like oh are you sure you want to hang out with like the lame old lady and she's like yes <laughs> like it's Absolutely. fine like I yeah 100 <laughs> percent I was like I want to watch Mama Me in the sunroom is that something Aww. that sounds like fun for you and she's like yes, <laughs> yes <it is. laughs> like thank god because I just I'm not as, and my hips hurt like I'm not as, <laughs> as I'm not as hip as I used to be because god my hips oh they, they do hurt they do hurt uh, <laughs> so oh, anyways that's my sweetest wine cool. I guess my very small wine about it is that like it's been a great first week at my new job and I'm settling in figuring it out excited about my projects excited about the team just in the first part of getting settled and feeling comfortable um but and it's been great because it's been more work-life balance like I I haven't worked more hours than my set hours that's been really great that's um but still like you know I didn't take a significant break in between my jobs and I'm not burnt out but Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like well you know I just started this job so I really shouldn't take PTO but I had been kind of in a routine where because I wasn't using my PTO during the pandemic for trips that I would you know have a day or two off a lot of times it was like me getting burned out and needing a day or two off but <laughs> I'm like well <laughs> I should probably work consistently for a month before I take my day off maybe or whatever so I want to look ahead this week and try to figure out when would be a like when I think would be an ideal time but I also kind of am like Thanksgiving's coming up and that's time off but it's also going to be busy with being time with family like I'll have yeah. to I'll not have to I get to travel to Waverly and be with my family over the long weekend but it's just like that's not not doing anything and that's what I need to be doing is nothing so I might look ahead and maybe like work this full week and the majority of the week after and take that Friday off and do nothing throughout the weekend and get another three-day weekend under my belt where I'm not doing anything good yeah so self-care trying to implement 
boundary practices and I have generous PTO with my new position. Mm -hmm. And I did just find out that's another sweetest wine that we are collectively as an organization taking Christmas Eve through New Year's off so that week in between that's going to be a whole block of time and my brother and his girlfriend are coming up to Waverly they say Christmas day at that point it might as well be the day after not travel on Christmas but Mm -hmm. I don't know um and staying through the next weekend too so it'll be like some good quality family time and I'll still have I think they still are working remotely during the day during those days I think so it'll be kind of nice because I get to go out on my escapades that is so nice (laughs) oh I'm so excited for you thank you thank you yeah I think that will be really really great and I mean it's how generous is that to have that week off in between that's wonderful and fantastic and that's on top of the PTO I already have a generous amount that they provide so that feels good like that's just kind and awesome yeah I mean it really makes a difference as an employee I love that at Warburg like I have like a week and a half or two weeks off and it's just it's amazing Uh, here I'll have the three days between like Tuesday Wednesday Thursday between Christmas and before New Year's that I'll be working but but it's fine sometimes those days are nice to like catch up or not do anything (laughs) like (laughs) like build that quality time with coworkers. you know yeah yeah hmm it's an interesting time of year Mackenzie it is an interesting time of year I my roommates currently are out they didn't realize how dark it was going to get so quickly they were supposed to go for a drive to look at the fall leaves Mm. but it was starving dark anyways now it is officially night so I think they're just out enjoying the storm at this point but um like it's an interesting time of year and they kind of reminded me that the leaves are going to go really fast like (laughs) it's it's just funny as humans like what we like become present with and I feel like especially throughout like college life was moving so fast and I was so preoccupied with so many things I really didn't notice the leaves changing like it felt like I blinked and they were gone and then as I've been doing more mindfulness practices and spending more time outside I'm like oh these really do last like three four five six weeks it's just like I literally apparently did not pay attention it was like midterms or whatever (laughs) it was busy spend that much time outside or when I was outside I was always preoccupied with something else I don't know yeah so I'm enjoying the leaves that's my bottom line good thank you you're welcome (laughs) oh my gosh okay well thank you so much Mackenzie for this conversation about Stacey Abrams and it's so nice to chat with you every Sunday and um next week we'll be checking in and we don't have a topic, so that's good yeah. because it is a check-in. So yeah. we like um, to feel in the morning, morning of. Yeah, yeah. What are we? Yeah. What are we checking in? Sometimes we structure it. Sometimes I like. I love that we. It's what's best. Me too. This moment. is like maybe not the only thing I'm pretty like loose with, but this is definitely like the most chill project, if you will, that mm-hmm. I have, and I I value that a lot. So. 
And I will say big shout out to Katie. She edits our episodes. She posts on our social media. I will be joining her more, but she has definitely held up more than her end of the bargain, especially during this time of transition from my job. So why not? So, oh gosh, and I loved it. I love the images she's posted and she's just been a rock star. So yeah. thank you, Katie. It's a big appreciation. I appreciate you. It's hard to transition to a new job. It's been a pleasure, both to the new job and you. Not suffering, (laughs) absolutely. All right. See you, friend. Bye.